0: Welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about finding the why in how people buy. I'm your host, Victor Antonio. Thank you for joining me. Super excited to have you with me. Thank you for lending me your ears. Hey, can you do me a favor, just a small favor, before we kick this off? I would like for you to share this podcast with at least one person. Can you do that for me? I think we need to get more people on the Sales Influence channel listening to this content, so if you really dig my content, you like it, share it with at least one person. That's all I'm asking is one, not five, not 10, just one. And now, today, today's topic is mimosas. Yes, mimosas. No, not the drink. I know that's where your brain went. Today, I want to talk about mimosa Poudica. I just like saying it. Mimosa Poudica. Let me tell you about a story about a man, basically an astronomer by the name of, and I'm going to get the name wrong because it's French and it's a long one, Jean-Jacques Autois de Maison. I know I got it wrong, but I'm close enough. In the summer of 1729, this astronomer was basically kind of gazing out the window. If you can imagine, that's what, that's what astronomers do, right? When they don't want to do any work, they stare out the window. So he was staring out this window, and he notices a plant. And this plant, uh, during the day, is beautiful. It's all opened up really beautiful, But he noticed that as the sun started to set, twilight set in, he noticed that this mimosa pudica, that's the name of the plant, this mimosa pudica, the leaves begin to close as night begins to fall. And then the very next day, you can imagine what happened, right? The leaves opened up again, and the cycle repeated itself. Now, being an astronomer and just a person who probably likes to do experiments... He said, I wonder, I wonder, you know, how the plant senses its surrounding, its environment. How does it do it? So he decided to take the plant and put it in a cupboard where it was always going to be dark, right? But sure enough, in the morning, when it was daylight outside, he opened the cupboard, and guess what? The leaves were open. So he said, hmm, that's interesting. I would think the leaves were closed because it was dark, but that's not the case. He went as far as putting dark curtains to make sure it was really dark. You know, and you can imagine a guy like this would try to do anything to make the room dark, but every time he checked on the plant, when it was dark, it was always open. And in the afternoon, it was closed. And so, he, again, he was puzzled by this, but basically what Jean-Jacques D'Eutoit de Maisson has figured out is that Plants have their own biological clock. Now, I came across this story when I was reading Daniel Pink's book called When. Great book, highly recommended, Daniel Pink, When. And so he tells this story, and I just wanna describe this because there's a sales application here for us. Let me continue the story. So again, he did everything with the plant, realized it had its own biological clock. In other words, it had what they call a circadian rhythm. Now, the word circadian comes from the word circa, Latin, meaning around, diem, meaning day. So basically, around a day rhythm. We all have our rhythms. They open, they close. The plant opens, the plant closes. It has its own rhythm. What turns out that you and I have a biological clock, which we already knew. And guess what we do? We do the same thing. Our minds open and close depending on the time of the day. Think about this for a second. Think about this. Your mind, your ability to be receptive to things opens and closes throughout the day. So what they did is that they did this study with folks, right? They wanted to find out, you know, what are the peak times where, you know, people are, let's say, happy. They had 12 different pronouns. One was happy, one was enjoying themselves, one were you frustrated. 12 different pronouns. But they wanted to understand, you know, Do our moods change during the day? And does it change for everybody in almost the same way? So they did a study where they had 26,000 earnings call. In fact, let me just stop there. Before I go there, let me just pull back a little bit. They did this one study with folks, right? They analyzed 900 people. And what they found out is that between the hours of 7 a.m. to 11 a.m., 7 a.m. to 11 a.m., people reported being happy. Between 11 a.m. and 3 p.m., that mood dropped. In other words, it went a little negative. But then from 3 to 9 p.m., it went up again. People were happier again, right? So 7 to 11, happy. 11 to 3, not so happy. 3 to 9 p.m., happy again. And then they said, they asked them a different question. I want you to register if you're enjoying yourself, you know, enjoying life and enjoying yourself. And again, different numbers, different question, but the results were almost the same. Between 7 a.m. and noon, again, people reported enjoying themselves, right? From noon to 3, they reported not enjoying themselves. And from 3 to 9... Guess what? They reported enjoying themselves again. And by the way, the way they did this, they have something called a day reconstruction method. A day reconstruction method. And basically what that is, is they ask people to think about how their day is going, basically reconstruct their day, the previous day, and just note every hour 30 minutes, whatever it may be, just, down. am I happy right now? Yeah, I think I'm happy. Am I not happy? Am I enjoying myself? Am I frustrated? And what they ask people to do is reconstruct their day. And then what they do is they collect all this data, in this case, from 900 folks, and that's how they arrived at these numbers. So what they found is that the peak happy times, when you're enjoying yourselves, if we can combine those two, is really between, you know, again, early morning and 11, right? That was, that's peak right there. Early morning and 11, and then in the afternoon as well, 3 p.m. to 9 p.m. towards the evening. So think about that. That's when you're in your best mood, your best mindset. Now, in my previous podcast, I also talked about other studies that were done that showed that, again, we're more receptive, more positive, and negative during the day. We kind of alternate, but it's good to know thyself. So now, if you know, That's your peak time from 7 to 11, especially at 11 a.m. You are peaking at 11 a.m. That's your peak time from 7 to 11. You were in a good mood. You're happy. You're enjoying yourself. And also, you know, leading up to 9 p.m. From 3 to 9, but especially around 9, you're like in a good mood and you're happy and enjoying yourself. If we know that, then maybe that's when we should plan certain things in our lives. And if you're in selling, why not? knowing this, that customers might be in a better mood from 7 a.m. to noon, why not use that as an opportunity to actually make your phone calls? Now, if you know from 3 to 9, again, the mood starts increasing from 3 to 9 p.m., then maybe we can start making calls at 3 o'clock and maybe end at 5 or 6, whatever it is. Keep this in mind. This is interesting to know. Now, how do companies apply this data, these new findings? Daniel Pink, in his book, discovered something interesting. He studied earnings call. If you don't know what an earnings call is, if you're a public company, every quarter you have to report how your company's doing, you know, profitability, and all this wonderful data that investors like to hear about. So they did a study where they analyzed 26,000 earnings call. These are people calling and reporting to either investors or reporters, whatever it may be, how how they're doing. They looked at 26,000 earnings call, 2,100 public companies in a six and a half year time frame and again using some type of algorithm they notice that if the earnings call was in the morning it was typically received more positively and stock prices rose on that company but if the earnings call were in the afternoon they tend to be more negative and it would impact the stock more this is fascinating timing is everything Now how could you apply this on a daily basis? Again, I gave you one example. Here's a good time to call customers when they're in a good mood. But also, if you work for a company, why not have or schedule your meetings from seven to 11? That's your time slot. Because you know people are gonna be in a good positive mood or from three to five or three to six, whatever your hours are, when people start to feel positive again. So this gives us some insight into when we should schedule meetings. And again, it makes sense. Right in the middle of the day, we're tired. We're fatigued. All of a sudden, we become more negative because we're just tired. We make poor choices. We use sloppy logic. We're just short. And if we know that, if we know that the middle of the day, let's say from noon to three is not a good time to have meetings, let's not have meetings. So many companies have meetings at 1 p.m., which I think now, I knew it was a big mistake. Looking at this data, I can now confirm it's a big mistake. So again, Ask yourself, how would you use these time slots to your advantage to sell more effectively, to market better, or just to run your business more effectively? Ask yourself those questions. Love to hear your feedback. Post it online. And that is it for the Sales Influence Podcast. As always, I want to hear your feedback, especially on this topic. I think it's an interesting one. Let me know what you think. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, as you know, I have an online sales training platform, the Sales Velocity Academy. If you want to sell more faster... Go to salesvelocityacademy.com. And again, if you can do me a favor, share this podcast with at least one person, I would appreciate it. And lastly, I want to thank you for listening. This is Victor Antonio, always reminding you: selling ain't hard when you know how. Take care. Hi, I'm Victor Antonio. I'm an author, sales trainer, and keynote speaker. It's never about me, and it's always about them.